Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Good Bit Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. And this week's episode is all about the 1986 classic. It is the sequel to Aliens. No, it's the sequel to Alien, not Aliens. That would be just completely confused. Everybody listening so far, we're not talking about the first one. Ladies and gents, I am joined by someone who I've been wanting to get on not only the podcast, but the YouTube channel for many a year. Um, One of my longest, if not longest YouTube friends. Um, And yeah, so welcome to look onto the Good Bit podcast, which is amazing. But the main thing, welcome for the first time to CM42 TV. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm glad to be here. And as you say, it's long overdue. Yeah. To, I, I can't believe we haven't done something, at least on your channel. We did the one thing on mine a couple of years ago, I think it was. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a long time coming. That was fun, the video we did on, on your channel. I also, like, I think I sent you a couple of things for one of your marathons and... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. The seasons you were doing on the YouTube channel and stuff. How is everything going on the channel? I feel like that's one of the first questions that we should chat about since we have... Well, that's how we kind of met. So how's how's the channel going? Uh, it's pretty, I don't want to say dormant, but it's it's been a little bit um, staggered lately. I've just been very busy with other things. Yeah. And so I'm finding the, the older I get, the more real life responsibilities creep in and I'm not able to post a video every day like I normally did, Yeah. you know, but in previous years, but it's going all right. I'm enjoying just, you know, finding the time. Like it used to be, I just film and film and film, but right. now it's like whenever, whenever I get the, the, the chance to and the time to, it feels like more of a special, ah, I got a video done. So it's like, <laughs> it's almost, it's almost more satisfying like that, but it's, it's going all right. Yeah. Yeah. There was a while that I was doing that. I was just like filming five videos in the one go and thinking, okay, that's it. Mm. You know, there's, there's a week's worth or, or at least a couple of weeks worth of videos. But then yeah. you got to the point where that was taking like an hour to an hour and a half or even more. And then it became a thing like I had to do, you know, and I never wanted that. I never wanted it to be like a chore or something that I felt as if I had to get done. I wanted it to continue being the fun hobby that I, I was doing for so long, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we met, we started speaking in 2011, I believe, um, yep. because that's when I started the CM42 TV channel, which is crazy to think that was 10 years ago or 11 years ago coming on now. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been chatting ever since. We've been talking about going on the podcast and doing things, but this is your first time here. I know this is a big moment for you, so... Um, relax and we'll just chat about one of your favorite films um, yeah definitely but yeah I've, 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 I have enjoyed the podcast over the years as well when I, I when I lived in Norway I used to love getting an episode of the good bit and just taking a stroll around the local forest and just listening to the, uh, <laughs> the old podcast no it's really good I, I, I like the conversational tone of, tone of it and uh, yeah I think I, I think I told you once like it was funny there was one episode you were, you were doing something talk chat to some people about something or another and you're just like, oh should I should I close the window uh, should I leave it open and you're like you you hear you leaning over and like closing a window or something and I thought I love that you left that in like it just you know it's something most people cut out and it kind of I don't know adds a bit more to the kind of yeah the like charm of it like, like you're, yeah the charm of it like you're actually sat in the room with the people talking so i like that stuff i would like to say i probably was like a a purposeful thing like yes i'm gonna leave that in to add to the conversational style of the podcast it could have just been laziness you know True. um <laughs> that has happened to me in the yes you just do one take wonders and then you just let the whole thing in and well because i've been doing this other podcast the wrestling connection and that was like we did that for every single week for a good 70 weeks, I think, 71 weeks. We did it every single week. Um, and it got to the point where, you know, when, when I started, I was listening to every episode back, going through every second of the podcast, you know, turning some moments down and adding in yeah. the wee jingles that we do and stuff. And now it's just, we've done so many of them. I'll just, if I can remember, if I made a mistake, I'll try and edit it out. But it's good to just kind of like let it flow 
you know, sometimes too much editing is too much editing, you know, especially videos as well. One of my favorite videos to watch on YouTube is just the ones that are like, all right, we're just sitting down, we're having a conversation, whether it's one person talking to the camera or, you know, a couple of people talking. I just, I, I like the the kind of, um, the charm of that, you know, like the kind of subtlety of just having a conversation, which I think both of us have done over the years, you know? Yeah. And I remember like when I first, maybe a year after I started YouTube, I was, looking at different ways of presenting my videos and i did slip a little bit into just testing out the old cutting out all the gaps in the right. you know like it's just like so anyway i did it i did it i did it and it just feels like the person is not taking a breath you know like relax yeah. you know so i look back on those oh, i shouldn't have done that really but it was you know it's all a learning curve i suppose when you're making videos especially in the early days of making your own videos on your channel and stuff and finding your own way of doing it but yeah i, I definitely like you prefer the more yeah you know straight up kind of stuff I think we both had channels when we like when YouTube first became a thing, like in the mid two thousands. I mean, I was yeah. a child at the time. I'm assuming you were like a teenager, but like it's crazy. Yeah, two thousand six. That... So I was uh, right. eighteen. I think. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what age I was in two thousand six. And you know, <laughs> but the videos I was making were things like videos of me and my friends and stuff. It wasn't until a, a few years later where I was like sitting down like this and chatting to the, to the camera. And definitely yeah. both our channels have evolved evolved over time. Um, and, you know, you just have to change with the times and change with your interests, I think. Um, and it was around 2012, 2013 sort of thing where I was kind of gravitating more towards not just wrestling. It was more like we're doing films and we're doing some day in the life style videos and things like that. And that's actually when I first saw Aliens or Alien was the first one I watched. I got this set. I looked this out. This is the set that I got in about 2012. Um, mm -hmm. It's not the big fancy box that i think you have um it's just the the standard case but it was the first it was one of the first like movie sets that i got like a chronology of films in the one go and i always felt it was like a big thing so that's kind of why i always liked the first two alien films because still to this day the first two are the only ones i've seen um wow okay yeah, yeah. um so maybe we could do a couple of follow-up episodes <laughs> i'll be intrigued to hear what you think about three and four because they're they're different are they mm -hmm. okay well, I mean, even one and two are quite different in some ways, you know. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun. I've got a couple of questions. I thought I'd run by you first before we we crack into the actual main theme of the the episode. My first question is something something I want to ask as many people as possible on the podcast because I enjoy the the story. I, I like the answers of this particular one, and it's just about your first experience going to the cinema. I always like hearing these stories. I know you've spoken about it on your channel before because I remember vaguely. Um, listening to you talk about this before, but you, you've not said it on the podcast before, so let's hear it. Uh, I, I I don't know really. Like I I know my first memory of being in the cinema, but there's not really much of a story to it, and that right. was Beauty and the Beast. So okay, I was like ninety one. I was about three or four years old, I think. My nan used to take me to the cinema a lot, all the pictures, as she calls it. Yeah. And uh, you know, so my nan would like my dad. Every now and then, it would take me. My mum would never take me. So for me, it was me and my nan. That was kind of what we used to do together. She'd go go to the the pictures on the weekend. So and the Disney films are probably the kind of things she'd take me to see. And I just remember being in the cinema and seeing the opening shot of like a landscape view of the castle as the kind mm. of the, the prologue begins and the story set. I just remember that. that that's it. Um, but an early memory, which would be ninety three, so I was five years old, and I do remember this fairly clearly was going to see um well first of all i remember being at my dad's house and he was looking in the paper because that's what you used to do back then is look in the paper to see what's on the cinema a, a newspaper what is that <laughs> and uh 
of course, 1993, what was the big film that year? Jurassic Park. And I was terrified. I did. I was so scared of seeing this film. I didn't want to go see it. My dad is a comedy director. Nope, just please no. So we settled on the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is an infamous movie. You have a, a famous epic classic. Well, I mean, you know, I haven't revisited it. That's one I should probably do for a video <laughs> or something. It's like, yeah. So we went to see Super Mario Brothers, the movie. And uh, well, I was going to say, if you've seen the film, obviously you haven't, but the opening. I forget what it is exactly, but there's this some kind of like opening sequence with like a dinosaur, basically. And I was sat, sat there thinking, hang on, because my dad was the, the type to do this sort of thing. And I looked over and, and my dad just like elbowed me going, we are seeing And he just he leaned into it. He saw the perfect opportunity to scare me. And I was great. like, no, no. And then obviously I realized, oh, it is, it is Super Mario Brothers. But that, that's all I really remember was just the fake out with thinking it was going to be Jurassic Park and being terrified. But yeah, that's probably, I'd put that as my first couple of cinema memories. Listen, in film history, you know, we talk about the greatest films ever made. It goes, you know, Jurassic Park, Aliens, and then there's a the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know? So know. Um, what, what a great what a great film to start with. Mine was, was Monsters, Inc. That was the first one I saw in 2001. Um, and I said that, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm asking everybody for the, these, like, stories and stuff. And I'm just going to tell my story every single time. Um, I remember jumping up and down on the on like the, the different obviously it must have been an empty cinema but you know in the way like some cinemas have like the slabs in between you know the different aisles and the different rows yeah. Yeah. but these were like big steps that you could go on um, and I was just like jumping and doing forward rolls and cartwheels and stuff on these things <laughs> and I mean I'm someone that like hates when people you know disturb you in the cinema these days <laughs> that's me as a young child just being so innocent clearly you know Monsters Inc is a great film it's actually one of my favourite you know Pixar films but at the time, I must not have been as interested as maybe other people would be. But even like as a young, as a young boy, surely dinosaurs would have been something that you were interested in seeing, as you know, for Jurassic Park. Or was it just more of a, a you thought it was like a horror film? No, I don't know what I loved dinosaurs when I was a kid. Right. Obviously not not at that point. It must have been a year or two later, because uh, and this actually sparked my love of filmmaking. My uncle made a film with my two cousins, Adam and Jody, and they were like a little bit younger than I was. And he called it Return to Jurassic Park. Remember nice. he made it in 1996. So he took clips from the movie, clips from like dinosaur shows on TV, and then had the kids running around in the woods and stuff and made it into this little cool. fun little movie. And and that was like, oh my God, you can make your own movie. Like it doesn't have to be a proper movie. You can just make your own movie. And so by that point, 96, I was definitely into dinosaurs and loved mm. like, and I love Jurassic Park. Once I saw it on video, I think, and, yeah, so it, it was one of those things, I guess, at the time, I was just a little bit too young. I don't know. Sometimes you have right. things when, when you're young that you that run unnecessarily scare you. There's no like logic yeah. behind it. You just you just feel a bit tense about it for whatever reason. So Yeah, you know the opening scene in Monsters, Inc., where like, they're, they're doing the test scales and the fake children and stuff? Like, even that's quite scary for like, a four-year-old <laughs> child, you know? Um, I guess that kind of goes back to why I started doing YouTube videos as well, like the thought of like having your own show making your own film that has always been like the the trend and the interest for me of having a youtube channel is, is being in control and having your own outlet to kind of talk about these things um i know you made quite a few films when you were younger well i say films but like you just whatever you were trying to you know do at the time how was that how was putting together a film with your friends was that something you would do often or is that just um do you only have a few memories of that not as often as I would have liked, and it was the trip right. was getting friends to be in it. But my first film was with my cousins, and uh, I consider them films. You know, they're not yeah. good, but the you know, I mean, when when you set out to make something, I mean, you know, if if, if a kid 
draws something in school and gives it to the parent, they're not going to go, oh, that's nice. It's not really a painting. Though. <laughs> you know, it's a painting, you know, it's maybe shit, but it's, it's a painting. Right. And it's the same with making a little mini film. And so I've, I've always been oddly proud of myself because I was, I think I was 11 and I had the idea for a film. I had the characters, I had my anti-film it and then I edited it, you know, 11 years old. And it's, you know, it's, it's not incoherent, you know. So. Right. But, you know, I, I grew up like, making films like that but not as much i would have liked because it was difficult to get people interested in doing that sort of thing yeah, yeah. then it just becomes this you become the filmmaker you know then you've got the stress of like putting it all together and like writing it <laughs> and as you say trying to like get people to do it and stuff like that so that's that would have brought some stress i guess but as long as it's you know all in good fun and you don't take it too seriously but at the time everything something if you do like that when you're younger it just becomes your life you know you just you can't stop thinking about it and it's like even in school that was my thing like when i was in school i would just think about you know, coming home and, and watching wrestling and, and going and playing games and stuff like that. Like I couldn't stop thinking about the thing that I was most into, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have the greatest attention span, still don't, but like it was, it was more prominent at the time, you know? I um, remember at one point, like Mortal Kombat came out, the Mortal Kombat movie in 95, I think. And I, I just remember thinking like, I should make my own Mortal Kombat film. And I just, <laughs> this really stupid idea of like, I could just have a, 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 like film someone with a camera with a bunch of ice cubes in the hand. They just throw the ice cubes onto the floor and it'd be like sub zero. It'd be amazing. And it just like, you think about it now, it's like, it would just be the worst thing ever. But so even before I had a camera, I was thinking about like cool things I could do for yeah. a film. Just, yeah. The gears were always turning. My, my dad had a mobile phone at the time, believe it or not. And it could do 10 minutes of video on his phone. So, and my phone couldn't, couldn't do any video so i would always have to borrow with mobile and i would film myself playing with the wrestling figures and i'd do like my own like matches and shows and things like that and i mean i had my whole i had my whole storyline my whole wrestling company um but i would film some things and then i was like putting them on youtube and i did one with like mick foley and triple h and we had the, this wrestling match it's just like i'm probably like in my school uniform or something and it got like thousands of views on youtube at the time and now thinking back to that like who first of all who was watching that and and then two i mean who why would i put that on youtube you know but um i guess it's quite charming and sweet when you think back to it but you're a kid it's understandable you know um i i did the same just without filming it i had my own my wrestling figures and all that stuff so yeah did you ever uh, have your yourself in the promotion or did you just use the actual yeah, but I, I would also look star wars stuff i had loads of star wars toys so i would just do like, my own little adventures I'd like I'd like take Darth Vader's cape and put it on Han Solo and say, now Han Solo can fly, you know, just oh yeah, just, just occupy. <laughs> it's funny how like I don't know because this generation's more like for kids who get a bit older, video games and like iPads, phones, right? And, like you know, I, I hate to be that guy of like back in my day, but you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things where you would just sit in your room for hours just with a little bit few pieces of plastic, and absolutely, with your imagination, creoles kinds of stuff. I definitely think I was the last generation of that old school kind of like play with your toys and go out and play, you know, with your friends and stuff. I, I think I well, just missed the whole, you know, social media a aspect. Bit, a little bit, but it feels like you kind of, you bled over a little bit. Like you said, like your dad could film stuff on a mobile right. phone. I mean, when I, when I was a kid, that was just like science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it wasn't, right. it wasn't that far off either, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I did it because I, it was so new, you know, um, Whereas other people, I should say, even just like some of the games that were coming out at that time were so revolutionary. Like I, I remember playing the Spider-Man 2 PS2 game and it was like one of the first open world games that I ever played. And the Simpsons hit and run game was just so mm. 
incredible for me at that time but that was that was just what was out at the time I don't know what that would have been like for you who'd maybe have played games in a couple of generations before then in terms of the consoles you know I don't know what the age difference is between us uh yeah i mean it's i don't know it's, it's weird because when we when we first started talking I mean, you were just a kid like but what, what, I, what i found like interesting about your videos was that even though you were so young like you had this kind of like humor about you that i, I found funny and <laughs> right. i liked you know yeah so no it's just one of those weird there's a fairly i don't think it's a big age gap but it's enough that it's you know no i definitely know we, we certainly grew up with slightly different things i suppose yeah and slightly different outlooks but you know I think we also have a lot in common in terms of the films we like and, you know, obviously wrestling yeah, was definitely. the thing that we started chatting about, but I think yeah. um, we have very similar film tastes as well. What about when, when say, you're going to have a movie night, right? You're going to go in, you're going to pick one of the films off your shelf that you've not seen before. Um, you're going to make a video about it. You know, what, what is the kind of ideal situation for you when it comes to watching a film from the collection? It's all the surroundings are perfect. What are you looking for? Um... Well, it's my head, probably like one o'clock in the morning, just me, <laughs> no distractions. I mean, I love watching films with Connie, my partner, but, um, and, it, and it's not even that it's, I mean, that's some of my best viewing experiences is with Connie. Of course. And I love, I love watching, that's one of the main things I love doing with Connie is watching films and stuff. And, um, but it's, it's kind of, you know, when, when we're both watching something, we'll get snacks and then we'll want to get something else and then pause the film. We get up. It just happened tonight. You know, we probably paused the film about 15 times for one thing or another. And so you kind of lose a little bit of the flowing experience right. of watching the film. Whereas if I'm on my own, I can sit there and just, you know, lights off, get you know, a bowl of crisps or something. Yeah. Kind of, kind of pop nice bottle of water, cold bottle of water. And just, um, yeah, just that's, that's mainly it for me. I mean, I don't know. This, I mean, one of the things I'm thinking of in my head when I think about that is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I watched, I guess, a year or two ago. And I was up at like three in the morning. I just put it on, had the headphones on as well. And it was just yeah. like really immersive. Like, and the film's like a drama that's set on a, you know, like an, an island, but just hearing the waves crashing inside my right. ear and stuff. And it's dark. And there's like, and there's a feeling when it's that time of night where like most people aren't up or, you know, most normal people yeah. <laughs> who are night who are night owls and so you get this feeling that you're kind of in your own little island kind of just totally with the film and it's a bit more immersive than maybe watching it in the evening and because our living room is right by the the street so you know in cool. the evening you'll hear people walking past and chatting and stuff so middle of the night it's a bit more immersive and yeah yeah absolutely I, t I don't like watching movies or tv during the day i don't know why i just i mean i, yeah. I can do it but it's just i, I much prefer the kind of nighttime viewing well we have like semi blackout curtains so it is right. possible to just shut them and you know it, it, I can't, it's fine but you still feel that it's daytime I yeah yeah so, <laughs> it's almost yeah, like going it's... to the, the cinema during the day like you come out of the theater then like you can see out the windows and just like yeah that is that is a weird a day, one, really? <laughs> or when you go in at like four o'clock and you come out and it's pitch black and you're like oh wow okay and i'm just yeah, disoriented yeah. yeah um I don't know why. It's just, I just I think it all started when I was watching like really dark things, and you can see your reflection in the TV. It was just really awful. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. It's the <laughs> worst. It's oh my god, I can't stand it. Even even like if if you know we're watching a film at night and the lights are on, and we got these like smart things now, and it's like an Alexa dim the sorry right. for anyone who has an Alexa if they're listening to this out loud. <laughs> you know, dim dim the lights to like fifteen percent. You know, because I just yeah, just it's too much. It, yeah, I don't know. It's, it bugs me. You just see yourself like eating a sandwich or something just on the couch. <laughs> I know. It just totally takes out of the, the film. So. 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm the same. I prefer nighttime. This actually happened when I was watching Aliens this time round. Actually, um, people were going oh, to bed. That, 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 that's a film you need to watch in the dead of night. That one, yes. <laughs> complete silence, pitch black. Um, no, but I was watching that around. I don't know, like 10 p.m. or something. Then you know, about an hour in, people started going to bed. You know, in my house, and it's quite a loud film. You know, especially the ending. Um, so I put the earphones in, and I mean, what a difference! I always wish that I'd watched the whole thing like that. You know. Um, I don't watch films a lot with, with headphones and now I'm starting to think it's something I should really think about because <laughs> you get the full audio experience, right? Yeah. Um, upstairs in my bedroom, we got a TV in there and I, I hook up the headphones just you know, if it's in the middle of the night or whatever. Right. But with our main TV, I don't think there's a headphone port, so I don't do it as much as I would like to. I think I've noticed with the PS4, if you put the headset into the PS4, there's like a slight, there's a slight delay almost. Like, oh, really? I'm not sure if it's... I th- maybe it's just my PlayStation. I don't know. So that bugs me. If I notice there's an imperceptible delay in the audio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, headphones off. Well, I just realized that you can plug the headphones into the controller. I don't even, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm only had a PlayStation for about nine years or something, PS4 right. for nine years, but I've just figured that out now. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Because well, <laughs> I had ones that connected, you know, Bluetooth or whatever, but uh, um, yeah. I never had to do the whole plug in thing, but <laughs> life changer. Um, yeah. yeah. So in terms of, Alien and Aliens, which, which was the one you saw first? Was it Aliens? Is that the one that you kind of had a, a softer spot for? Yeah, um, Aliens for me. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the story. This is the story. Um, Everybody aliens. sit down. Yeah. Well, in fact, I'll take a sip of water on that one because uh, I've got a lot to say. But it, yeah, was, it, was, it was, for me, Aliens is like the genesis point of my movie-loving life, I think. I'm going around people, you know, this this new season of The Good Bit and trying to get as many different people on as possible to kind of challenge me to watch different films and say, okay, you pick the film. And immediately when I asked Luke to come on the show, he was like, we're, we're doing Aliens. So, I mean, we could have did Star Wars or Back to the Future, but how many times we spoke about those, you know? Yeah, and, and to be completely <laughs> transparent, I didn't need to watch it to, to then do this, you know, because <laughs> right. I, I know that film so well and it's something I could talk about quite easily. But yeah, so... The, the story goes, I, I, don't, I don't remember this, but it's the first film I ever saw, Aliens, okay. which, which, which is kind of like in conflict with that Jurassic Park story. But I was not even a year old. I was zero when I saw Aliens. So my mom was watching it and uh, she's about 20 minutes in. And then she's like realizing that I've gone quiet. And she looks over on the sofa and I'm just sat there like head kind of, you know, bobbing or whatever, just watching yeah. it, just transfixed by the film. And so she thought, well, well he's all right then. And uh, right. I sat there. I sat there and watched the whole thing. So she told me that then, when I was about six or seven, she said, "Well, you know, the first film you saw was Aliens." And so I was like, "Well, I don't remember it. Like, can I, can I watch it now?" No, you can't watch it now. It's an eighteen-rated film, of course not. Right. And when you're told as a kid you can't do something, what do you want to do? You, you just, it's just it became an obsession then. So like, if I was, I don't know, I recently figured this out, but I would have told you for many years that I saw Aliens when I was maybe ten or eleven or twelve, which is far too young. Well, I later worked out I must have been only about eight. Wow. <laughs> because I remember when Alien Resurrection, the fourth film, was coming out, which was 97, I was super excited. Like, I was watching the trailers on TV and being like, oh, God, I can't wait to see this film. And there's no way I would, I would have had that reaction if I hadn't already seen the first two. Right. Three, of course. Uh, and three was the one that my mum didn't show me for a long time because there's a, a scene of um, attempted rape in that film. And she's okay. like, you can't see that. And she's like... And that was my first time hearing rape, if you want a really useless piece of trivia. I was like, what yeah. does that even mean? She's like, I'll, I'll tell you later. Yeah, so, tell you when you're older. We was off the table. But um, so I, I can only assume I saw Aliens first. And she relented finally when I was about, again, to 97. 
eight or nine, I would say I was when I saw Aliens. And I just fell in love with it. And I don't remember ever being scared by it. I just, I just thought it was great. And I think with the character of Newt being this young kid, I immediately right. latched, latched onto that as kind of a reference point of like, you can lose yourself as a kid. Not that you really should watching this film, but I did of like this little, this little kid going on off with all these people and this crazy kind of fight against these alien creatures. So I remember loving her character. And uh, yeah. from there, I think I went back and watched the first alien, which is a bit scarier, a bit more intense. Uh, well, I think Aliens is a bit more intense, but Alien is is like more viscerally intense, like kind right, of, it's kind of like darker and yeah, there's these slow moments and it's quite tense and stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. Scarier, that's for sure. But um, yeah, so and that, and that just became this thing, and then my friends would come over to watch it because their mom, mom and dad <laughs> wouldn't let them watch it. So I kind of was there, kind of and come over to my house and watch it. Yeah, and uh, it just throughout my life has just endured, and I just. You know, every time I watch it, it's just like, oh yes, I can't believe I get to watch this again. It's like it's yeah, probably the film I've rewatched the most. As much as I love Star Wars and stuff, you know, throughout my whole life, because every year or so, it's just a it's a definite rewatch. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's crazy that like of all the films that you've seen, it, the one you've rewatched the most is the first film you've ever seen. You know, that's that's like almost yeah. like a full circle moment, really. A little bit, yeah. It's. Uh... <laughs> I remember thinking when I was about 15, like, it should be the last film I ever watched. <laughs> That's great. I should, have, I should try and have that arranged. <laughs> yeah, like, or at least... We, wheel it in. You know? <laughs> or at least have it playing at your funeral. At least. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny how, like, how many times if there's a film that you're told you can't watch, it just becomes a thing where it's like you have to see it at some point and, and try to, like, be sneaky and see it, you know? Um, yeah, well, I don't think I've, I ever tried to like sneakily watch them, but they were like the four films on the shelf were Alien, Aliens, Terminator, and Terminator Two, and right. just that that bright red eighteen rated logo was just taunting me throughout you know a couple of years of my childhood until my mum let me watch it. And that's another thing. That's another reason I love it is because it's uh, it reminds me of my mum. It's just right. that connection we have because it's a film that she liked, and then you know we both love it. We'll watch it together maybe every few years or something. Uh, maybe not recently, but, you know, in general. And also the character Ripley reminds me of my mum. Like, she looks a little bit similar. Right. When I was a kid, she had that kind of hair, that kind of curly, dark yeah, yeah. hair. And, and she's a very strong, determined woman. So I, yeah. I very strongly link Ripley with my mother in that sense. And so that just gives it, like, an extra layer of, you know, yeah, love and nostalgia, I guess. I mean, that's all you need, you know, an immediate connection like that. And then that's you hooked on the film, you know. Well, I, I would I would say without that, I'd still love it as much. But okay. it's just like an it's like an extra layer, you know, on top of everything else that makes yeah. it really special. It's a comfort film, you know. Um, a little bit, a little bit, I'd say, yeah. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. This is completely unrelated, but um, the whole eighteen thing, right? I, I don't have a, even anywhere near as exciting of a story. But uh, the film that I want to see was The Condemned, starring Stone Cold Steve Austin. It came out in two thousand and seven, <laughs> right? Because obviously, I was a diehard wrestling fan. And yeah. that was an 18. And I'd seen the Marine. The Marine was the first one that WWE Studios did with John Cena. And at the time, John Cena was the biggest star. Look at this. Always comes back to wrestling. So I'd seen the, the Marine, which was a 15. And I couldn't believe I was able to watch a 15. Um, but I think because my mate's mum worked in Asda, so she was able to get the DVD for us. So that was the only reason I could see the Marine. But then the Condemned came out and it was an 18. So as soon as I was like, I must have been, I don't know, 13, 14, whatever. And I was you know, able to buy things online myself. And I started buying films for the collection on like Blu-ray and stuff. One of the first ones I bought was The Condemned because I was like, I'm watching this film, damn it. Uh, 
it's not great. But at the time, I was like, whoa, I'm finally getting to watch the film I've always wanted to see. I wish I had a, a better film for that story, but it's, <laughs> it's just like The Hunger Games. You know, that's always the argument that I put out. I don't know if you've seen The Condemned, but it's a bit like The Hunger Games. I have. I, I swore when it came out, and I can't remember hardly anything about it now, but I do remember thinking, ah, it's like Battle Royale, Hunger Games. It has a similar kind of thing going on. Yeah. But that, that's interesting that that was, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume that when you turned 18, you weren't all like, yeah, let's get some, let's get some booze in. Like it was, no, I was like, I want to get the condemned. Like that's the, <laughs> right. That's the first thing I did when I turned 18. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to find as many films as I could. Uh, no, when, in terms of my first experience watching Aliens, I was always told that Aliens was the better film. Like that was always, that was drilled into my head from my friends and my family, even when I hadn't seen the first one. I don't know if that's like a general consensus. I guess it is that it's maybe like looked at as a, as a better received film. Um, and I always wondered that, like, why is the sequel always looked at as the better one? Just like Star Wars, you know, Empire Strikes Back, always, people always talk about that one being, you know, better. And, and Terminator 2, people always saying that one's better than the first one. Um, yep. So I always, and, and, you know, that always interests me, like, why was it the second one? So then for a long time, especially when I was growing up, I was always like, you have to see the second film because it's always going to be better. And that's just a, a silly kind of mindset to have. But now looking back, I almost feel like I prefer some films that are like the first in the franchise just because of that reason because i was like no i think this one's better and you kind of have your own opinion you know what i mean i don't know if you have any any instances where that happened where you were told one thing was was better than the other then i don't know if you agreed or disagreed probably i mean there's probably been hundreds of instances of that really i mean of course, yeah it's it's the, it's the constant battle of like you, you think to yourself i'm not going to be influenced by anyone's opinions i'm going to see this movie and i'm going to judge on it so merit and then people are like, oh, it's, it's really bad. And you're just like, oh, maybe it is really bad. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the worst for that. I am so bad. I, uh, I'm so it's easily hard to, influenced. It's hard to get those little voices out of your head or little voice um, singular where it's just like your own kind of that little voice in the back. It's like, well, maybe. And yeah, so it works both ways in terms of expecting it to not be good or expecting it to be too good. Right. And then you have unrealistic expectations. I just watched Eternals, the recent Marvel film. Yeah, yeah. People said that it was dreadful. And I don't know whether that's why I enjoyed it so much because right. it was a surprise. Um, so I, I find it hard to even gauge, like, is it a great film? Or was it just a really good film? Because it wasn't as bad as everyone else said it was. Right. So yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to fully free myself of that. But I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is, the, you know, the cinema where you're sitting, you're, you're not speaking to anybody. And it's like for the couple of moments where the film has ended and you're leaving the cinema, you are alone with your thoughts, you know? This is what I thought about the film, and, and you know, especially if you go to the cinema with people. But if you're going to talk to someone who didn't like the film immediately after you come out of the theater, I don't care what happens. Like my opinion is immediately changed, and I don't know why. Like it just not. I don't go from really liking the film to hating the film, but I do doubt myself and go, "Oh, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought." And now, you know, maybe there's films I want to go back and watch, but oh no, but my friend didn't like it as much, so maybe, maybe I'll just miss that one. And that's not fair, you know. Yeah, I don't think I get that as much. The 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 it's more the pre-influence, like before seeing the film, yeah, yeah. where I'm, I'm kind of like questioning, like, will this be as good as people say or as bad as people say? Um, but with Aliens, I think I, I don't know. It's tricky. I think Aliens is a easier film to enjoy. It's an easier film mm. to throw on and be entertained by. It's certainly the most entertaining of the first two films. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely mentioned up there with like Terminator Two and uh, Godfather Part Two, Godfather and yeah. Empire Strikes Back, and of course the Last Jedi as right. the, the, the superior second film in the trilogy. But um, yeah, but I've always gone back and forth on that, and I think that the first two are, are pretty close. Yes, I think that's what I immediately thought when I watched them on that Blu-ray set. Is that I did think they were very similar. Maybe it's because 
um, it's all I know. Again, I'm not seeing, you know, the other ones. So maybe I'm just assuming like, you know, some things you've, a couple of films run together. Um, I think it's a bit like that. And you mentioned Eternals there. I saw Eternals mm. twice in the cinema um, mm. and I really like it. And I, and I thought people were really harsh on it. And I think people need to take into account that it's very difficult to introduce eight new characters in one film and pull it off. And I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, I've heard people say they enjoyed it more the second time around once they yeah. weren't expecting something different. And I, I did go back and watch the third act again. I wanted to see, I felt like there was a lot going on. So the second time I watched it and, and enjoyed it a lot better that time. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're a big One Direction fan or anything, but uh, the moment at the end where Harry Styles appears, that was a big moment in the cinema when I was there. People were freaking out. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to like, maybe overstate it but i'm probably the biggest one direction fan in the world i thought so um yeah so it was that was, that was who is he again uh, harry Styles is his name harry, harry Styles. yeah yes. oh, that was that, that was that was cool yeah that was, was did he did he, he voice that little troll guy at the end didn't he well here's the here's the story for this so I, my sister is the biggest one direction fan in the world and i was seen it with my sister i know who he is i know harry Styles. no i know yeah, i know so. i know <laughs> um, but we were we were watching Eternals and she had heard about Harry Styles being in the film because she obviously follows all the One Direction stuff on Twitter and stuff. And they leaked it really early. Yeah. Was... Oh, did they? I, I mean, I had no clue. I didn't. I had. Well, no as idea. soon as the film was was premiered before it was even released in general cinemas, some journalist was like, "So Harry Styles shows up at the end," and people were like, "What are you doing? Like you, you've oh, been man. shown the yeah." And it was yeah. So it was almost pretty common knowledge before the film yeah well some, somehow i didn't know and obviously yeah. like i do like some one direction songs and obviously with the link of have my sister being there it was just like this nice moment but i the the credits started rolling on eternals and i just pulled out my phone and um i went on imdb and i don't know why i think i was wanting to look how long it was <laughs> and stuff and i was scrolling through the cast and I, obviously i saw harry Styles' face on imdb and i was sitting like i just didn't say anything i was just having a moment thinking maybe like voiced over something or maybe i missed him you know, but I was like, surely, yeah. like, even like my sister would would have reacted, and she kind of saw I was on IMD, IMDb, and she was like, "What are you doing? Get off your phone!" Because she wanted me to have that surprise, and I'd already seen who he is. Um, and then obviously the post credit scene starts, and there's this character kind of coming out of this realm thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is the moment!" And I just wish I I didn't look. You know, it's almost like Spider Man, the new Spider Man film. You know, I just waiting for people to show up. <laughs> mm, yeah. Not to spoil anything, but I think it's the worst kept secret ever. But anyway, let's get back mm -hmm. to the film we were chatting about. So yes, yeah. uh, when I first saw Aliens, again, I kind of went in with that pre predetermined idea that, you know, Aliens are going to be better. And it's not that I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I always just had a, a preference for the first one because it's the first one I watched. You know, it's the first one in the series. And I think yeah. there was a long gap between when I watched them. Like I maybe like I, I watched Alien the day I got the Blu-ray and then maybe waited a couple of months and then went back to the second one which happens you know all the time um and i guess i just always talked about the first one and then you know my dad prefers the second one so we would always mention the second one so i guess i have that kind of um connection with him but i've seen the first one more i've only seen the second one about three times and uh this time watching it now for the for the podcast was my favorite time that i watched it and i wonder if it's like a because it's like no, no I'm, I'm well aware of what's happening and I'm, you know the way like you're not sitting there in the total unknown you kind of have an idea where the story's going and you know the parts you like and you know the actors you like and stuff and the characters you have a soft spot for you kind of enjoy films when you watch them a couple more times you know I don't know if you agree with that but that's something I I like to do a lot you know yeah definitely but then you know just as you get older uh, both in terms of like who you are as a person you're going to receive a film differently but also the more the, the more films you watch 
the I think the more you start to calibrate what you like in films and recognize things more like you know maybe 10 years ago I thought I was pretty good at talking about films on YouTube right. and I def definitely wasn't maybe I was competent and could drag myself through it but I look back now and I'm like Jesus Christ so it just evolves over time I think um, and if you're a film fan I think you're going to be looking at certain things and saying well that performance was good and then yeah. you start to think and obviously with you and, and acting and stuff but uh, just in general I think that the more stuff you see, the the more you realize what works and what doesn't. Totally. So when you go back to an older film, you might see, oh, that that actually, that bit really works. I've never yeah. noticed that before. So that's probably part of it too. I think totally. James Cameron directing this film, I know you're a big fan. Um, yeah. When you did your James Cameron marathon this past year, it was last year? Yeah, it was last year on yeah, your yeah. channel, March 2021. Jesus, that's almost a full year. That doesn't seem very long ago when you were posting those videos. Um, yeah. if, for those who don't know, look, there are series on his channel where he re reviewed every James Cameron film, right? It was everyone he did. Um, yeah. how, how was that going through all of his films and how, how did Alien hold up next to all of his kind of other big ones? Aliens was the only film I didn't watch for this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't want to waffle on about it too long. I'm going to promote my own shit. But like, yeah. uh, I, so I, it, was a, it, was a, it was a series where um, I did 31 videos, so all, all of March. And this is a guy who has a, an eight film or seven film filmography. So it was a deep, it was a deep dive. So yeah. there's like, you know, one day I was talking about the behind the scenes stories of, of like Terminator getting made. And then the next video I'd be talking about my review of Terminator, et cetera, et cetera. And there's documentaries that he's made. There's like yeah, yeah. Spider this Spider-Man film that never got released. So I kind of tried to do a massive deep dive on everything, just discussing it and nothing fancy. And with Aliens, I did a, like a trilogy of videos and I think they're about, it's about three hours with all three of them. And it's just me talking about the making of the film. So it's not even really a review. It's nice. just like the behind the scenes story <laughs> of how it came together. And then the second video is like how it was when they were filming it. And then the third one was like finishing it and the release and the legacy of it and that kind of thing. So, yeah. But it was, yeah, that whole series was really fun to do. It took six months to put together, but um, it was, it felt nice to do like a proper series again after a long time. Yeah, I do like when you do like a series, like not just your channel, but like any channel when they, they yeah, have like a, a consistent, like everyday thing, you know? Um, yeah. It's almost to the point where I like to do that because it, as I said earlier on, it gives you that outlet to talk about wherever you want. But um, there's something really refreshing and satisfying about having the one theme, you know? <laughs> like doing yeah. someone's whole filmography is, is really admirable. And I'd quickly like to go back and watch, like pick an actor, for example, and just watch every single one of the films. Like I've never done that before. And it's something I'd quickly like to do. Um, I don't know who I'd pick, but let's even you know the directing thing would be good because the films are always going to be different. I wonder how different the films would be if if you're picking an actor. You know, um, who, who would you pick if you you know if you were going to go and watch every film an actor has done? Have you got anyone that you would go? I know. Oh, you did Michael Keaton, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll so, then Michael Keaton. Well, forget Michael Keaton. He doesn't exist. Well, it's, it's funny. Yeah. So I did that in 2013. It's like almost 10 years ago. And I, I had the same thought as you, like, what if I just watched every film he's ever done? It's my favorite actor. Uh, and you do see this, this wild kind of variety of quality of films, for sure. Right. But you see a consistency of, like, you know, the stuff that he does. And, and I'm actually now thinking about doing a sequel to that series next year for the 10-year anniversary because 10 more years of films have been released. Jeez. So that, that, that should be fun. And he's playing Batman, like, twice this year. So yeah. there'll be a, a lot to talk about. Um, I, thought, I have thought of others as, as people like Robin Williams who I'd like to see everything of and there's, there's quite a few really I think Robin Williams probably is one because he had a really varied career yeah, that's a good of, 
you know, like comedy dramas, like slapstick comedies, and yeah, then yeah. like straight dramas, psychological thrillers. Like he did quite a, a, a broad mix throughout the whole of his career. So that would probably be a good one to do, I think. Yeah. Um, when I asked the question, I was thinking the first person that came to mind was DiCaprio, but I don't know why, because um, he's done so many films, but I've seen probably most of them, including Titanic, which I watched for the first time like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. For what the first time. Um, what did I think? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's great. <laughs> it's a great film. And you know the way, like, I don't know why I'd never watched it. I think it was the length of the film, which I'm very guilty of. Mm. You know, if you see a long film, you go, okay, maybe not tonight or whatever, and it just keeps happening. And also because, you know, you hear all these things about it, you know, like, it's the greatest film ever made and stuff like that, and just never wanted to, to yeah. dive into that. Um, that's a terrible pun, diving into it. Um, but also, you know, just the thought of, I think I saw a clip on some form of, like, um, trailer or something like that with like the, the clip of the boat you know in the film and that was just so intriguing to me and i was like you know what this is going to be the year that i watch it and yeah i loved it i loved the fact that they just you know they did everything it's not as if it's like you just hear the characters that you, you learn about and then when the ship goes down that's the end of the film you see you know the aftermath and stuff i didn't even know it was the film as a flashback you know until i started watching the film um and i like that because it's such a well-known film it's you know an iconic film and i just hadn't seen it before so i'm running out of those but i think there's a few left i'm still to get to i'm sure there's plenty yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. always gonna be there's always gonna be something that that was another early cinema memory for me i went to see it with my nan and a bunch of people from the old people's home that she worked with and so she it was me and a bunch of old women went to see that film nice and and that was just like I, yeah and that was speaking of age ratings because that was rated 12 when it came out um and so i, I was so 90 you know, was it 90 when that come out 97 i think 97 so yeah I was, so i was 10 and i remember going back to school after the the break or whatever and telling people i'd seen titanic and all the girls were really jealous because well actually they were so jealous that they just said you're lying you didn't see it because <laughs> they really wanted to see leo dicaprio like he yeah, was yeah. the big heart, heart throb of that year so like uh, they just couldn't believe i'd seen a 12 rated film which is yeah, funny thinking back on it but uh, yeah yeah that's titanic is and you're know, talking about um films improving and stuff when i rewatched titanic for that cameron series yeah that was the most that was the most i've ever enjoyed it probably and the most i've been emotionally affected by it like i've always thought that it was a emotional film and effective right. but it like it, it really choked me up at the end and i thought where, where, where is this coming from like I've, yeah you know and but i think i found that getting older as well that my emotions are a bit different <laughs> so i get more <laughs> easily swayed by stuff that probably happens when you watch more films too you know you find yourself yeah, affected that, yeah. by different things you know um and series you know like when you get connected to characters you know more in tv shows um that's i feel like i, I get more emotionally connected to characters in tv shows probably just because there's more development in them and stuff but i, I yeah. never really tend to find myself getting emotional at a film but i can see myself getting emotional like i just watched afterlife on netflix um, I watched the third season and I was I, I loved it and I was like really emotional at the end of it. I just I'm not like a crier. I just don't do it. So that was a big one for me. I was I couldn't believe that I was getting so emotionally connected to to afterlife. What, what was the last thing you watched, by the way? That was another question I was going to ask you. The last thing that was on your TV, um, the Karate Kid Part Two. Um, so speaking of series, I've been watching Cobra Kai a lot. Yeah, oh, man, the... I'm I'm desperate to get to it, but I want to rewatch the films again. Mm. So. Yeah, so we're doing. We're currently doing this year's movie marathon, um, which is like we're spreading out over a long period of time because we we have limited time. Right. But uh, so we're doing the Cry Kid trilogy. So that was the last one, which was part two, um, which was fun to go back to. It's, nice. Uh, yeah, I mean that that question changes very frequently. Well, I mean, yeah, I try and watch as much as I can, but uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and you're quite active on Letterboxd as well, like me. Yeah, um, yeah. You more so than me. I don't have a pro account. What What is your username on Letterboxd? Is it just Razorwire Reviews? Uh, Razorwire Orion. So, yeah. Nice. Um, I saw you posted a video earlier today, though. Um, yeah. What, what, was, what was that about? Um, so I'm just calling it the Letterboxd Around the World Challenge. It doesn't really... I mean, it's, it's linked to Letterboxd because when you have a pro account... You get like stats, like which is really. I mean, I like stats and lists and nerdy yeah, me too. shit like that. So yeah, um, it gives you a rundown of like who who are the actors you've watched the most this year, who are the director, and it's constant. So it's like you don't have to wait till the end of the year; it's constantly right. updating itself. But at the bottom there's a world map, and it's like all the countries are gray, and the ones that you've seen films from are green. And I noticed that at the end of 2021, there was like this was a very gray looking map, and I thought wouldn't it be fun to just color that in for 2022. <laughs> And try and just really broaden the world cinema kind of viewing. So that was just good a little, idea. It's yeah, a great so idea. It's a fun thing. It's, it has some good comments about it so far. So it's something to kind of push people into different areas because there are often really good experiences in world cinema. But you know, even me, I mean, I love all sorts of films, but you know, I'm definitely more inclined to watch an American kind of, you of know, main, mainstream film because it's just like it's easier to digest, I suppose. So but it's nice to push yourself. Yeah, that's exactly. What I'm thinking as well, you know, like I'm very easily manipulated into what I'm going to watch. So I find yeah. it, I find it hard to pick myself. So sometimes it's nice to go, okay, we'll just watch this. Um, but yeah, even with this whole new idea with the podcast, like getting other people to pick the films, that's hopefully going to push me to do it. So um, you're actually my second guest so far. That I had a, another actress on Madeline McGurk last week, and she, uh, her favorite film is Legally Blonde. And I was like, I've never seen it. You know, let's watch mm -hmm. it. It's just not something I would have ever watched. And, you know, I enjoyed it and stuff. We had the chat last week. Um, but yeah, so that's like, I'm hoping it's not also another American film, but I'm hoping like some films that people are going to pick um, is going to be quite varied. And I'm not just, I don't mind when it's, you know, just American films or British films or whatever, but even just different decades and different generations and stuff. Yeah. Even that's good enough for me, you know, just to kind of, you know, films change so much over the years, you know, so. Um, but we've or, really. Or, or even different genres. You know? Right, exactly. Yeah, because I, I about a year or two ago, I watched Mean Girls for the first time. Still never seen it. Just, and it's just one of the things that everyone's like, "Oh, me!" It's the people talking about like it's a masterpiece. I'm like, "Why? It's me. It's Mean Girls." Like, yeah, I know what this film. And I watched it. I thought that was brilliant. Like, I yeah. love that. Like, and it's just they never would have expected it. So you know, it's it's not limited to you know going outside of America or whatever. But there's yeah. there's certainly like you can push yourself to watch different things, and that's kind of fun. That's all I especially hear when, about, especially when something's really good, and you're like, "Oh, that surprised me." That's a good. Yeah, film. it's like a pleasantly pleasantly surprised that's all i hear about with mean girls is that oh my god i didn't expect it to be as good as it was it's great know? it's great <laughs> yeah that was the same with with me with a crazy stupid love i don't know if you've seen that film oh, with like steve film. steve carell i was like i'm not gonna watch this film and then it was like on the plane <laughs> we were going on holiday and i watched it on the mm. plane and i was like oh my god <laughs> i saw that in the cinema when it came out i've never seen it since but i remember just thinking it was brilliant so I, yeah i need it to see it was great again. yeah uh we've hardly spoke about Aliens, but I'll just throw a few names at you, and you can let me know what you what your your thoughts. Not just in this film, but if you know anything else about the actors. Obviously, the main star Sigourney Weaver, which is hilariously said in my accent, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I recently found out that's not her name, and I was like, half oh, really? I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a stage name. Yeah, Wait, hang on, um, let me do this. Just, Christ, how do you spell was... Sigourney? <laughs> uh, S i g o u r n e y. Um, but I mean, she's 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 one of my favorite actresses purely based on the Alien films. I just love her performances in, in all four of them. So, um, yeah. But I mean, did you see the theatrical or the special edition version? The, theatrical. Uh, I know this happened before. But here's the thing. I don't, I, 
I had the choice of which one, and I thought it's better to watch the one that everybody saw for the first time. You know. In this case, you chose wrong. <laughs> no, okay. So there's a. I mean, it is interesting. I, I would say that a, a few things in the the extended cut are maybe not essential, but there's one scene that is like really massive. So I'm assuming you've never seen the the, the extended cut. No, oh, maybe I will okay. now. You've spoken about it. Yeah, so right at the beginning, after she's woken up after 57 years, um, you see her sat in this garden with like these trees and stuff. And then it pans out and you realize it's just a video wall to kind of make it seem like she's on Earth. And then Burke comes in and he's like, um, oh, yeah, I looked up your daughter. Um, you know, she died a couple of years ago and stuff and, and gives her the picture. And he's looking at her daughter and it's an old woman. And it's actually a photo of Sigourney Weaver's mother. And, really? and you know, she's, she's devastated, you know, and she says, you know, when you think back to the first film, she's like, I told her I'd be back for like her 11th birthday. Yeah. Or something like that, you know, and she's, and, and so that was a scene that Sigourney Weaver was really, she liked that scene a lot. So when the film came out and it wasn't in the movie, Man. she was, she was like, I based my whole performance. on that scene. <laughs> Like for her, that for her, that was the whole thing. It was this, this, this mother who lost her daughter. Right. Through, through such a strange, unthinkable circumstance and then finds, you know, a surrogate daughter in Newton. So, that's that's a scene that you, you almost can't go without, really. But so why why would they cut it then? Timing. It was purely right. this thing where they they wanted to get a certain amount of showings per day. It was it was kind of a okay. And then and then there's a huge sequence where you see the colony before the alien attack. And oh, that's really? a pretty lengthy sequence of like you see all the workers and stuff, and then you see the Newt and her family go off in a truck to the alien ship, and you see her parents' fate and stuff. And so that was a big cut that they took out. But I, I wow. don't mind not seeing that because I like the mystery of just, even though I know what happens, but it's nice when they just arrive at the, the buildings and it's like all derelict yeah. and like, what, what happened here? What was it like here? So, but yeah, that scene with her and her daughter, finding out about her daughter is, is pretty, yeah. Okay. Essential. I'm sold. That's that's something to go watch. Um, Her name is Susan, which I did not expect. Yeah. 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 There yeah, you go. You know, it, it's striking. You know, I, I get it. So. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, I, I mean, a name like Sigourney, I guess people remember more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene in the film is when they first arrive, the, the Marines and, and Ripley first arrive, um, and they just kind of start having banter and things like that. And I read that, like, I think I read on the IMDb trivia page that like, they filmed that last or something to like, because they wanted them to have that camaraderie of being together and working on the film to come across on the screen. The fact that they, they are, you know, Marines that have been together or whatever, you know. So that was my favorite scene, just seeing them all kind of. You know, because she knows what's coming, you know, but they all don't. And I like that aspect of it. Um, of course, the, the, the final scene is incredible as well. And that was the scene that my dad told me about when I was a, just a wee boy. And obviously the, the word bitch is used and he didn't want to say the word bitch when he was telling me about the, the film like at the time. So like he, he, when he told me about the quote, he stopped before the word bitch and I had like was left in suspense. And I was like, well, one day when I watch this film, I'm going to hear what that word is. <laughs> I imagine if there was like a TV edit, it'd probably be like, get away from her, you witch. Something like that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna that would make sense. I thought you were gonna say something like you you doofus or something. No. They, no. they do try and vaguely match it on those TV cuts. Um yeah. Yeah, that that I think that um well, I know that they did a lot of like military kind of training before making the film. Right. But also Apone, the sergeant, he was an actual Vietnam veteran, so he like immediately slipped into that role of like literally being like the, yeah. the leader of that group of actors and characters in the film i love uh lance hendrickson's character uh the, oh, the yeah. cgi character well, no cgi but the um what's the word <laughs> ai ai yeah no cgi is that where, you, where you're going is android yeah cgi <laughs> that would be weird <laughs> the cgi character yeah. in 1986 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought he was great. Bishop was his name, and I thought he was a he was a great character. But I totally forgotten about him really um, until I, I rewatched this for this time, and I was just like, yeah, it's such an important part of the film, and he of you know kind of saves the day in some ways at the end. Um, yeah, well, they, they they very much play into the whole you know, the the paranoia of Ash in the first film. The actor yeah. just turns out to be a raving psychopath and so they you know Cameron very cleverly plays with that throughout the film well I guess if you're watching it for the first time where uh, those little seeds of doubt like you know what's, what's that bishop really up to like right. it's a bit sinister <laughs> but he's just an android who doesn't have great social skills yeah exactly but let me uh, I love the music in the film too I think the music's brilliant it's uh, mm. something that I totally looked over as well but once I put the earphones in you know you get the full experience and um, yeah I don't even know who composed it James Horner, who also did the music for Titanic, and it was a really stressful um, uh, collaboration. Like they did, they, it wasn't didn't go well with the Cameron and James Horner because there was a lot that was rushed. Like so that that big like cue towards the end when she's uh, flying away and like the right. whole planet's about to blow up and the, the it's like dun dun dun. There's a really yeah, dramatic yeah. like he he pulled that out of his ass in like one de- one night. Like it was Jeez. so like you know, and so they. They were like, well, we're not working together again. But then <laughs> 10 years later, they kind of were like, okay, we we're both young and a bit kind of hot-headed. Let's do something else. And they did Titanic. And, you know, wow. the score for that is, is beautiful as well. I yeah, think he yeah. did. He might have done Avatar as well. But, um, yeah, it's a great score. And to bring it back around to wrestling, because there's always a way to bring it around to wrestling. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you know this. I'm trying to think when it was. It might have been Armageddon 2000, the six-man Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, the hype video. The hype video uses Aliens music, the score from Aliens <laughs> Know that the cue, the cue when she's flying away and it's like dun, 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 and they use that with like just clips of earlier cell matches. I think cool. it's that one. If if not, it's definitely a hell in the cell hype package that at least originally it probably isn't on the network anymore. But right. I remember when it came out on video, I was like, that's the aliens. Like, what the where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether they just were playing loose with copyright and someone just had the copy of the VHS and just oh, just use this. Yeah, to be fair, around that time they were doing lots of things like that, weren't they? Like they were having like kid rock and stuff like that and limp biscuit and they were just doing it motorhead. Um, but at least they paid for the copyright for those songs. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, I it's just a completely random thing. It's like when you I, I watched some reality show once and it was you know, they used generic rock music for like, yeah, the, yeah. like the, the bits in between the whatever, whatever bullshit's going on. And then like during one episode, it was the Hardy Boys theme. And I'm just like, they're just licensing out like, oh, well, the Hardy Boys aren't with us anymore. Let's just like sell it to reality TV show corporations or something. Yeah. Someone in the, the UFC came out to cut Angle's theme song recently as well. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. With an American flag around his shoulders. <laughs> taking the character as well but anyway this is not the wrestling podcast but yeah mm. um any last any last words on on aliens anything that what, what does aliens mean to you what is i know you kind of touched on it earlier but to round it all off well yeah it's you know it's, it's one of my absolute favorite films it'd be in probably in the top three area at least for a while it was my number one but it, it always oscillates around the top three top five it's sitting on number 74 right now on imdb's top 250 that's surprising. I mean, it, it was critically received well, but I will say, unlike the debate of which is the best of the, of the first two, I think the first film's the best. Right. Uh, to me, to me, it's just um, every time I go back to the first one, which is also a lot. That's another film I can watch a lot. There's just something I don't know. There's something about that one that is really so well done in almost every. It's so well executed in yep. almost every single way. And Aliens is 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 similar, but there's. It's and even Cameron has said this that there, there are raw kind of rough around the edges parts to aliens, but 
I think you know the original Alien is pretty near flawless. But Aliens, it's it's a different flavor, and I love that about it that it doesn't just right. like let's do let's do Alien again, but on like a planet. You know, it's it's kind of different. It's a war movie. It's like a you know, yeah. so it's a different tone. It tells a different story. You know, it focuses around you know the, around Ripley and her kind of motherhood, and so there's more of a theme to it, and more of an emotional connection than the first one, which is kind of just a, a horror movie, as they say, a haunted house movie in space. Yeah. But I, th- but I think that that's, it just makes for a good one-two punch, you know, like people, yeah. which one's the best? Why not just watch both? Watch you know? both. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you have the third film and the fourth film, which are interesting to say the least, but pretty much the same as Terminator. I kind of stopped watching it, Aliens. <laughs> so okay. you know, I'll, I'll stop with the, the sequel that Cameron directed. Um, but even though I like all the, the other Terminator sequels, I like the Alien sequels. I, I prefer kind of just riding off into the sunset with Aliens as the last part of the story. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm more than happy to watch the other two and, and we can do we can do episodes on them, even if it's just for YouTube, but we can definitely do something. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, there are good things about the three and four, but they're, they're just very, almost too different, I would say. Well, I know it's difficult. There, there are people who really love Alien 3. Right. And, and there, there has been a newer version of it done that kind of works a lot better than the original version. And it, that is tricky for people like you, or, or even like me, seeing films sometimes who we haven't seen them before. And it's like, okay, so there's this version, there's this version. You want to go with that version right. there, which was released in 1957. But this one has the aspect where it's like, nah, you get kind of <laughs> caught up. And it's like, and, and I get what you mean. Like, I want to watch it the way that it was put out in cinemas. But that might be a way that the director didn't want it to be released in in the right. first place, and then yeah. ah, and then you got to look into it, and I mean, then you then have you to can, do research. You know, and like, ah. Obviously, there's a special edition, but you can watch that one later, just like everybody else did. You know, the special edition came out later. You know, yeah. So, I will do that. I'll watch the the other two, and then we can chat about them. And we can even do an episode on the first one. I know that would kind of go backwards, but there's no reason why we couldn't chat about the first one as well. But um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, obviously that's new kind of format with getting different people on. The idea is to get people on more than once you know so if there's any yeah, other films sure. that we can discuss i'll give you a shout and you can jump back on yeah that's all right and anybody who's listening who's not subscribed to luke's channel i'm you're probably that's probably not the case but you can check him out on youtube razor wire reviews you can see me on youtube at cm42 tv tune in next time everybody thanks for listening to the good bit podcast we'll see you all down the road and take care of yourselves everybody <laughs>